live from the Gift for Life studios in Los Angeles. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal and Judy. Wow, that's fancy. Yeah, I Good like job, that. Good job, Yeah, brand new studios. Mm-hmm. The Gift for Life studios. Actually, they're not new studios. They're the, the same old studios, a new name. We want to welcome the gift of sign. Isn't it? Isn't it? They've yes. actually yes. painted the studio, so they, they do look better. Of course, you still have your uh, hermetically sealed news booth. Well, we did a, a 60s motif in here. That way I could keep the lava lamp. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you. It's very One psychedelic, man. 1 866 405 8405. Hi, who's this? Pam. Hi, Pam. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you doing today? What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to uh, tell about my fish. Your fish? I travel for my, yes, I have a fish, and, and I named it Kitty because I travel all over the United States with my job, and <laughs> I, like uh, I had a cat for five years, but they made me get rid of it, so I got a fish, a beta fish, and named it Kitty, and he travels with me all over the whole United States, and uh, a couple of months ago, I hit a deer. And he got ejected out of his bowl. Ooh. Oh, no. And uh, oh, But I didn't know it. And it was like 45 minutes later, and I found him on the, you know, in the front seat there. Hey, and Pam, I, can, can I, I stop you? I just I need to make sure that I'm following this correctly. You're a trucker, <laughs> right? fish. You're a yeah. trucker, no, right? No, no, I'm not. I, I travel for my job. I work for the government. Okay, Ed, but you travel in a truck or you travel in a car? No, I travel in a car. And instead of the dog or the cat or the ferret or the iguana that we've heard, you actually travel with a betta fish, is that correct? Yes, and I named it Kitty because, you know, <laughs> I had a kitty for five years and they made me get rid of it. Okay, so I just want to make sure well, I was following. Just, yeah, you got it right So, so what keeps the uh, fish from flying out? I got a hairnet for the top of the bowl so <laughs> he can't ever fly out again. <laughs> That's smart! You like that, Bobby? Put a yeah, hair on the top genius. of the bowl. Yeah. Have you, have you had any close calls or anything? Doesn't water spill out? Uh, no, because I put the bowl. I have a really beautiful antique vase, and it sits in a plastic bucket, like a, a basket bucket, and it has handles on it, so I can carry it in and out of the hotel easily. <laughs> oh, but, wow. but I hit the deer. I hit it so hard that he ejected, he ejected himself out. Wow. Oh. But 45 minutes is a long time for a fish. Yeah, Uh because you can't do, like, CPR. No, you you really can't. What are you saying? He was out of water for 45 minutes? Is he okay? Oh, yeah. He he lived. I put him in. I ran him down to my room and put him in the water, and he was fine. But it was at least 45 minutes, maybe even a little bit longer. Wow. Because it was at night when I was traveling. That fish has a will to live, it sounds like. That's for sure. He likes his traveling buddy. What's his name? <laughs> Kitty. Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Kitty. I'm sorry. Kitty. Jeez, Hal. Work with us here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I think that's the first time we've ever heard yeah. of a fish traveling with anyone. Uh, so we're going to put that on the list here. Thank you for calling, Pam. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Thank you. I love it so much. Oh, well, thanks. And we love Bye-bye. you. We love Bye-bye. you, too. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now. What was the fish's the name? The fish named what Kitty. Fish? I on, love Hal. it. <laughs> One too many Pink Floyd concerts. I think so. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani, Bobby Hill with news. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Your pet travel expert Susan Sims. A party animal Vinnie Penn. Britt Savage. Judy's screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405.
Now that we have new studios, the only constant in this studio right now that was here last week mm-hmm. is, uh, of course, Bobby's booth, her hermetically sealed booth. Why do you have but a booth? It's more psychedelic. I don't understand why because you get a booth. Because I required it in my contract. Seriously. Uh, work that out. Yeah. Duh. You just don't want to share our very... germs. Hey, I'm, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm lucky if it's I can true. get a chair around here. Yeah. I should have worked well, to get a chair. We just throw it out there. <laughs> and I saw my lava lamp, and we just made it more psychedelic in here to kind of match the new office decor. We we had a facelift. Let's put it that way. What color is your lava lamp, Bob? It's still blue, as always. Oh, that's, of course, for Blue Buffalo, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, they're the makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue Buffalo. If you're looking for a grain-free diet, they have a brand new grain-free, 100% grain-free recipe, no glutens. And so if yeah. you're having allergies, this is a food you might want to try there. It's Blue Wilderness, high-protein, low-carb. Blue Buffalo, we love those guys. Live from the Gift for Life studios in Los Angeles, this is Animal Radio. Here's your dream team, Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, Joy Turner, Bobby Hill, Vinnie Penn, and Susan Sims. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Very good, Guido. Who voiced that, anyway? Like That's not that. your voice. Yeah, no, I like the sound of that. He's got I a radio voice. just wondering. Now, that guy should be on radio. Yeah. Get Saved me. a lot of time. A lot of breath that I would have wasted right there. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team here. Up next, we're going to be talking to a young lady who's created a chastity belt. Is that correct? A guy. Excuse a guy? Me. Yes. A chastity belt for... Dogs. Yes, a guy that created a well, of course. belt. Of uh, It looks like, you know, looking at the pictures, it looks like one of those, you know, S&M outfits or something. It does. The black leather. looks like leather or something like that. Thing around and Judy, and how would chain. you know what an S&M is? She's seen pictures. She's seen pictures. Yeah, right. I've That'd be my on, story, too. I've walked in on Hal a couple times. Okay, I'm going to hold up. Uh, this, uh, yeah, really, you went to that. <laughs> I'm going to hold up this picture right here of the chastity belt. Uh, Put it down. So no. See. Uh, we'll post that over at AnimalRadio.com. Also today, on a more serious side, canine influenza is back. I understand in New York City. Is yeah, there what is that? No. It sound, makes it sound like it's something new that was just mm. discovered. I guess a new outbreak. So we'll be talking to a new uh, strain, like you know, Doctor Schwartz. Yeah. In just a few minutes. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You got news about debarking laws? I can't believe that was you know, still legal anywhere. It- I, I'm right there with you, Hal. I was as shocked at the, as that as any vet that still declaws cats. But the state of Massachusetts is working on making it totally illegal to debark not only dogs, but cats. I'll have details coming up in the news. Grab your animals, whether they be a dog, a cat, a iguana, or maybe you travel with your fish like we just heard. <laughs> what? A betta fish. Named I know. Kitty. That's oh, so kitty, cool. Kitty, kitty yes. come on, Hal. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you not name a fish kitty? I, Come on, do you not see the humor in that? I know. <laughs> I like how she puts a, a hairnet over the fish bowl to keep the fish from uh, flying out when she genius. breaks. Yes. Hey, if you travel with the weird pet, we'd love to hear from you. Even if you don't, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Dr. Debbie's well, be walking Be careful in. about that, Hal. <laughs> you notice when Dr. Debbie walks in, she always puts her rubber gloves on just like that. I don't know why she brings them into the radio studio. To intimidate We're very germy you know. people. It makes me jump every yes. time and flinch. And she knows it. <laughs> Brad, hey, Brad, how you doing? Great, how are you? Good. Do you spoil your animals? 
I absolutely every chance I get. Good. What kind of animals are they? I got a couple of kitty cats. A couple of cats. Oh, I wanted to point this out, folks. Cat call here. Yes. See, we don't talk about dogs. Only dogs. People say we're a little bit dog centric. Let me tell you right now. Animal Radio was started by a cat. I am a cat lover. I love cats. It's all about the calls. We answer your questions. If there's more calls for cats one day, then it's going to be cat centric. So, cat call here. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, go ahead, Brad. What can I help you with? Um, I have a little black kitty cat. She's uh, about six years old. Um, just a domestic um, short-haired cat. No, no frills. Um, she is uh, no has no behavioral uh, issues at all. But she does have a have a tendency to to um, lick areas of fur all the way down to skin. Almost she just to, just at the base of her tail, and then on the front of her on the front of her legs there on her front paws just above her front paws and then on her on her belly but kind of in between her back legs on her on her belly area like kind I said, of in the pooch no, area back there huh yeah like i said there's no behavioral issues at all she she's acts fine she does great but but she just over preens for lack of a better word okay and in those areas you said just hair loss there's no sores any kind of discoloration anything weird no nothing at all she just uh, she just cleans a lot I mean, she's always okay. kind of on a big cleaner, you know. But now it seems to be kind of almost almost obsessive, or I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, and you're kind of getting to one of the big words that I'd probably be using is the obsessive compulsive uh, disorders. For cats that do this type of thing, where they're kind of licking themselves to baldness, um, some main areas that I really focus on and watching is the lower abdomen and the front legs. For cats that kind of work on those areas, I really look at the obsessive or the behavioral component to things. Um, there are some other possibilities, um, and we can definitely see cats with allergic skin disease. So there's a whole complex of things called eosinophilic granuloma complex, um, food allergies, things like that. But in some situations, it really is an inflammation or a skin-related issue that causes them to lick these areas. The challenge is figuring out if it is a behavioral problem or if it is more of a skin-related problem. Um, getting to that answer can be a little bit of a, a curvy road to get there. And there are some things that we would do first to try to make sure we are heading down the right path. And one of the things um, I would do for her would be to take some samples from her skin, look under the microscope, make sure we don't see anything creepy crawlers, uh, make sure we don't see any um, evidence of infection, things like that, because um, that helps to rule some of those things off the the cause list here. Um, In some cases, I will actually even get a biopsy um, because that helps more than anything to rule out some of these other types of skin problems. Um, If that all looks good and all these um, allergic-related or uh, chronic dermatitis-type problems are eliminated, then we have a kitty who has an obsessive-compulsive disorder. And you did mention that she has no other behavioral problems, so she doesn't have uh, aggression problems or spraying issues, anything like that, correct? Yeah, uh, no, sp- no spraying. She does have a, uh, um, a kitty friend. Of course, it's, it's, she's been with us for about four years, though. And, I mean, you know, every now and then they'll spat or something, but never anything, um, uh, you know, terribly aggressive. You know, no blood, no claws, no nothing like that. You know, they'll hiss or they'll something, but nothing major. Not Good. what I would call yeah. problems. Okay, that's just regular cat loving on another cat. <laughs> so, yeah. So what I would definitely say is, you know, I would check out the skin by doing some samplings. 
one thing we can do, and you can do this easily, is to get a hypoallergenic diet and try that means, and that helps to kind of rule out the possibility of a food allergy. Now, and not that regular cat science diet for her entire life. She's, been like, she's an adult science diet. Is that included okay. or? Well, you know, that's just a regular, everyday kind of healthy cat uh, food. When we're worried about the possibility of a food allergy, there are actually special diets that we would go to. And they either have the formulations where there are new proteins that the, the kitty cat has never seen before. Um, used to be lamb and rice was one of these. Now we can go to things like duck-based food or venison-based foods. And the idea is we present the kitty's digestive tract with something they've never seen before. So if you've been feeding the same food, um, it just takes time till the body can actually develop an allergy to it, um, or even the proteins within the food. So that's one way we can go is a food trial, we call that. There's some other special types of diets along that line, and I talked to your veterinarian about the um, hydrolyzed protein diets. There's a lot of different ones out there, um, but those are some things you can start now. It takes a little time to see a benefit with a food trial. Um, if we're worried more about this obsessive-compulsive behavior, you know, then we've got some um, some issues there. And, uh, you know, some kitties, this is kind of their way of uh, exerting their anxiety with the world. So um, if we've ruled out medical problems, you've tried a food allergy trial, then I will talk to you about a behavioral medicine. Um, but I'd want to make sure we're, we're uh, you know, ruling out a health problem first um, before we talk about giving her drugs. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for your call. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, your dog father, Joey Villani, Bobby, animal communicator, Joey Turner, Susan, Vinnie, or Britt, we're all here for you. Also on the way, Animal Radio's top 10 pet-friendly vehicles and Dexter Blanche and his invention, the chastity belt for dogs. Yeah, you heard me right. Also, another warning on canine influenza. Another outbreak in the New York City area. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Live from the Gift for Life studios, Animal Radio brings you the Gift for Life. You know, our animals were showing signs of slowing down with their age, but with the Gift for Life, they're acting young again. Order today and change your pet's life tomorrow at thegiftforlife.com. This is Animal Radio. One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. The Kurgo line includes everything from a backseat barrier, which keeps Fido in the backseat, to an auto zip line to keep your dog secure. And for the little guys, Kurgo has a Skybox booster seat, which provides them with a clear view of the road. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. That's K-U-R-G-O.com. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Here's a savings coupon for Safeguard Canine Dewormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for 
for Roscoe. A friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Clive Sears from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pet. one 405 It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani. Bobby Hill with news. Animal communicator Joy Turner. And Susan and Vinny and Britt. That's a lot of names. I like it <laughs> no when the, the big voice guy says it instead. Yeah. <laughs> Should have him start every break there, Guido. <laughs> we can't do that. Oh, coming to you from our new studios. They're, actually, they're not new studios. They're the same old studios. But doesn't it feel new? It does. There's a new coat of paint here at the gift. Well, it feels new for me. It is. Well, it, <laughs> it is, is new, new for, for you, you. Joey. It's, it's new for me. <laughs> so, how are you doing, Joey? This is your third week now on Animal. He's Ray. an old pro. Yes. Week week number three. You know what? And I'm just I'm think I'm finally getting used to you guys and getting used to everything. You like I, California, huh? It takes a long time usually to get used to Come on, to how now. could you how could you not like California? I mean I left when I when I left home it was in I think twenty something degrees and Ooh. we were getting snow and, and bad weather and we're just crazy. Let's face it, just between you and me, Jersey has a smell to it, doesn't <gasps> it? Hey, I was born oh, there. See, now, oh, hold on. Now, now you're crossing lines yeah. there, okay? Oh, the little boys are back in Jersey. No, it's a good smell. It's a really uh, good smell is you what a, I was saying. Are you a native Jerseyan? Yeah, I am. I am a native, native North New Jerseyan. North New Jerseyan. You were born When there, you see the Sopranos, born, yeah. honestly, when you see the Sopranos, you're yes. actually looking at all the neighborhoods I basically grew up in. Now, are you like a soprano? I mean, you're like a soprano. You know, a dog. Well, that's that's for another show, now. Yeah, okay? yeah, that's that's, that's not, for another show. Let's not okay. go there. Uh, I'm so proud of the uh, the staff that we have here. Of course, Bobby worked all all week on TV again, and you're putting together a TV show. And uh, I like how you guys are hanging in there. You you don't you're not abandoning Animal Radio as we soon had, as you get your TV show like uh, some other people. Well, they have to have the outside jobs to support them because yeah, Animal Radio yeah, doesn't we, pay much. Radio in we general encourage doesn't you pay. to get a second job. It's, uh, it's a passion, uh, yeah. a passion for pets, pretty much. We love our animals. Great news out of uh, Massachusetts. You can no longer debark your dog. I always thought that was kind of barbaric anyway, if you don't yeah. like the barking to, to debark him. That's horrible. You know what? They should be able to, to um, de-voice people if you could de- if debark your dog because that's cruel and it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yes. Go so, in. Salute Massachusetts. There you yeah. go. I'm, I'm saluting them right now. There you go. Get what about de-earing the people so they can't hear the dogs barking? The uh, And, you know, when, it's the same thing with declawing on cats, too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that when you declaw a cat, you're just taking the nails off. But it's actually an amputation of the first knuckle. Yeah, up to the, it takes the bone. And very frequently, you'll have other issues, more problems. More frequently than not, you'll have more problems. Worse problems. Uh, litter problems. I, I can't understand why you would want a dog if they didn't bark. I mean, that's part of that's part of the package. Yeah, everybody knows that. Is your uh, is your dog is your dog a yappy dog? My dog. All three of them are. All yeah. three of them. Are they? Yeah. Does, does the, you know, the cockatoo doesn't talk, does it? 
You know what? The cockatoo doesn't say anything but scream. Screams on the top of its lungs. And um, it's, um, it's okay. You know what? That goes with the territory as well. But you know what I noticed? I'll tell you what. Depending on where you are in the country, because we had schools all over, and um, when we, the dogs in New Jersey were much louder, and this is the truth, than the dogs when you went to Lexington, Kentucky. And it was the same thing with the people. The students in New Jersey were much louder than the people in Kentucky. And when you reversed it, if you brought somebody from Lexington, Kentucky to New Jersey school, <laughs> uh-huh. they were culture shocked. Oh, they I really bet. Were. I bet. Well, now you came from an area that has the brand new outbreak of H3N8, which is actually the canine influenza virus, which has been around for five years, but a brand new outbreak, East Coast, Jersey, New York area. And we're going to be talking. Yeah, Yeah. Dr. Paul Schwartz will be coming on in just a few minutes to tell us a little bit about how we can actually prevent our animals from getting uh, the influenza. There is a shot, I believe. A vaccine, yes. A vaccine, just like there is for humans. Uh, That's all on the way today. Also, Animal Radio's top ten pet-friendly, pet-safe vehicles on this first day of spring. What are you playing with over there? Uh, It's Dr. Debbie's rubber glove. (laughs) She she always comes in and snaps the rubber glove, and it. it So you wanted to have one to snap back? Freaks me out. No, this is hers. She left it from last week. Oh. She uh, leaves them right there. You start greasing up the fingers on that. Then that's when I'm in trouble. Speaking of that. A chastity belt for dogs? Yes, it's true. Dexter Blanche has invented a chastity belt for dogs. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana. I'll show you this it's, picture right I, here. Yeah, I'm speechless. It looks a little bit like something you'd find at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> it's, uh, is it leather? It, well, it, in the picture, it looks like leather and chains, but uh, he, he assures us it's not. Well, he says Bob Barker's signature sign-off as a host at The Price is Right. It was help control the pet population, as it, as it was. Uh-huh. Have your pets spayed and neutered. Uh, for Dexter Blanche, the phrase is stop it, block it, lock it for his new pet anti-breeding system, Pabs. We'll be talking to him live from Shreveport in just a few minutes. Now, next week, no, two weeks from now, we'll be live from Orlando, Florida, the Global Pet Expo. We get around. We sure do. I hate flying. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know where I went right there. but uh, yeah, We lost you for a second. We're we gonna, lost you. We're going to be yeah. counting down the top new pet products, and we're going to be giving away the top new pet products. This is very exciting. We do this every year. Everything we talk about, listeners, get one of these things. Every Ooh. single listener. Every single listener right now will get something. Hey, no, no, this, no this is that's not, not Oprah's audience. I can't, I can't say that. Can <laughs> well, you could say it, but, you know, we, <laughs> we don't know if we could do it. Which one did you want me to go to? You wanted me to go to line four? Okay. Hi, Robert. How are you doing? Well, I've got a Karen Carrier whose breath will knock the socks off of it. <laughs> it is, is horrid. We've tried dog biscuits. We've tried brushing her teeth. We've tried everything that uh, every vet we've talked to has said, and just shy of pulling her teeth and having her get dentures. Okay. Well, how old is this gal? She's almost a year old. She's only a year old, and she's got bad breath already? She's got the worst breath I've ever smelled on any creature on the earth. Oh, my gosh. So what have they said about her teeth? Is there any uh, issues going on in there? Teeth are in great shape. The uh, groomer says that she takes her teeth brushing just well, but after we come out of the groomer, the next morning she gets up, and her teeth are just, her, her breath is just knock you dead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, that makes it really hard to get close and cuddly with a loved uh, loved pet like that. Now, um, does she have any kind of uh, unsavory habits, such as uh, eating dead things in the yard or eating poop or anything like that? Not that we have seen, but see, I drive cross-country for a trucking company. A lot of the places we go, we have to put her in a kennel for her safety when we go okay, into in the... Okay, in a kennel, kennel inside your truck, then? 
inside our truck, correct. Okay. So when we're driving down the road, she's out of the truck, you know, out of the kennel, running around in the truck, pretty much has the run of the truck. But when we go to get out of the truck, she gets in her kennel. When we're at a customer, she's in her kennel. Like I said, it's, it's nothing that we've seen that she's eaten. She's just got this breath that'll knock you out. <laughs> All right. Well, I would definitely say that one of the first things, um, and in an older pet, my number one uh, concern with bad breath is going to be dental disease. And it's not that it's impossible in a young gal like her, but it's it would be a little unusual. Now, we would want to make sure there's no remaining baby teeth still hanging around that might be crowding the mouth. Um, and also some young dogs, when they're losing their teeth, because of kind of the blood with that's, that's involved with the loss of those baby teeth, that can kind of cause a, a bad odor in the mouth. And now, if all of that is saying, done... Since you're go saying ahead. that blood could be the cause of it, we have not been able to take the time to have her faded. Okay. The next question I would be, have is how often are there cycles? Yeah, I don't... There's one cycle already that I know Okay. Can I ask what you're waiting for? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want a breeder. No. God, no, I don't want a breeder. It's just that, uh, like I said, my job, I'm driving all over the country. I'm never in the same spot for more than uh, five to eight hours. Me and my, my girlfriend, we keep this truck moving. Sure. Well, we'll definitely need to make time for that because um, well, they, dogs go into heat generally twice a year. Um, but because the risk of things like breast cancer go up with each heat cycle, it, it will be kind of important to try to make time for that in some way and make it a day visit. Um, heck, I have people that drive through Vegas and come yeah. visiting, and, and they'll have procedures or things done on their pets. So Robert, you got to go through Vegas. Robert, you, you, I know what you do as a trucker. You go through Vegas a lot, right? Actually, I live in L.A., Okay. And the problem I have is I haven't seen home in six months. Wow. Well, that and that would be challenging. It's a lot my choice. I'm taking care of my parents on the side, pay to keep a roof over their head there in L.A., so to maintain their lifestyle, I have to keep moving. Absolutely. And then as far as things for your, for your baby, as far as, you know, I'd say definitely, you know, if she's in heat and licking that backside, there's going to be a nasty odor to her breath. But at other times of the year, that won't necessarily create a bad breath. So I would definitely say, well, make time to get her spayed. Um, but as far as some home products, um, if you're brushing her teeth, you're hopefully using a good enzymatic toothpaste. Um, and that's a doggy toothpaste, not a human one. What makes the difference between a human toothpaste and a dog toothpaste? The biggest difference is that we don't swallow our toothpaste, so we spit it out, and it has fluoride, and it has some other components in it that are not ideal for swallowing. And if, a, if we give that to a dog, it could actually make them sick. Well, none of that so, we haven't tried. I actually tried to get my cat to spit many times, <laughs> but they, they, they but, won't uh, do it. No, generally not. Uh, my dogs will rinse immediately after I brush their teeth, but they just don't spit it out. But a doggy toothpaste is usually enzyme-based, so what that means is that it helps to break down the bacteria in the mouth, um, and it's intended for them to swallow it. So that's why it is important to stick with a doggy toothpaste. And there's a lot of good brands out there. Canine enzymatic toothpaste is the one that I tend to use the most. But even beyond toothpaste, we can use different gels and rinses in the mouth that are often um, enhanced with chlorhexidine, which is kind of like an antiseptic rinse for the mouth. Um, so you can look for a product called Maxi Gel or CHX Gel, um, and you can actually brush this on the teeth or even squirt it on and that may be one way especially when you're getting ready to get in the cab and go out on a ride um, that that might help freshen that breath a little bit 
Now, the other thing that I'll mention is that some dogs, it can be a GI-related issue with bad breath. Um, if they have problems with reflux or if their food isn't necessarily agreeing with them really well, uh, you might get gas on the out on the back side and you might get some um, uh, oral odor on the front side. She gets altitude sickness real bad. Oh, okay, yeah. And but as far as you might consider maybe switching her food. I've never a dog that have vomit that smells like human. Oh, well, that would definitely create a bad breath. So does she get car sick very often then? Only when we're going up and over the mountains. Oh, you know, okay. Altitude sickness. Okay, but that's, yeah. that's the only time we've noticed her getting sick. And it's like, if you can imagine spending your entire time in a master bathroom that's about the size of these trucks inside them, it doesn't take much to, uh, to fumiate the air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, air quality is really important, I'm sure, and all our trucker uh, friends would agree to that. Well, Robert, let's give that a try and keep up your brush in, Robert, and hopefully that will help you out. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Nike's high-end fashion accessory subsidiary, Cole Haan, is eliminating exotic animal skins from their products. Nike spokesman Nate Tobixson says products using lizard, snake, crocodile, or alligator skins and ostrich will be eliminated from the entire line after the summer retail season. And the actor who played Doogie Howser on TV... Maybe changing his nickname to Doggy after a PBS documentary debuts next month. Neil Patrick Harris narrates Through a Dog's Eyes. It's a documentary that follows the bond between service dogs and their owners. Harris, who owns two dogs himself, says he was impressed by the strong emotional bond between the humans and animals. The PBS show debuts April 21st. Check your local listings. And director Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, currently in the box office, raking in the cash. One of the main characters of Lewis Carroll's book was, of course, the Cheshire Cat. Burton told the L.A. Times it, quote, was a character I had a very specific image of, and it's because I have this thing about cats, end quote. Burton admitted he hates cats, which is probably the reason for a character in his film that didn't appear in the book, a bloodhound. Burton admits, quote, Maybe a reaction against the Cheshire Cat, end quote. How could you not like kitties, Tim? I know. Well, you talk to him. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Here's a tip for traveling with your cat. If she's not familiar with crate travel, consider placing the crate in your home for a few weeks before your departure. Leave the door open and occasionally toss in a treat or two. Sooner or later, your cat will view the spot as a comfortable retreat. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. That threw me back to my, what was that, the 70s? 70s? I think it was the 70s or, or maybe Probably early 80s. somewhere around there, yeah. Bachman Turner Overdrive, of course, big cat lovers they oh, they all had cats you 
always do well, that. They do. They I can't pro- believe you do that. Tell me they don't have cats. I, mean, I don't know. Per- perhaps they do. That's all I'm saying here. A lot of people have cats, okay? Okay. Everyone had cats at some point. Yeah. Exactly. And they're all cats. I can't imagine you with a cat. Well, maybe a little kitten in your no, big No, I like cats. Yeah? You're, yeah, I do. I like cats. You're a real pussy cat, despite the size and the tattoos, right? Well, you know how it is. What can I say? <laughs> Let's, uh, which line should we go to? Is That's it four? Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Where are you today? I am in Clinton, Iowa. Clinton, Iowa. Okay. Well, you're on with dog father Joey Fulani. What's going on? Okay. I have two dogs. Yes, I've had cats in the past, uh-huh. but right now I have two dogs. I have a terrier mix, and he's about nine and a half. And then I have a beagle who is a little over three years old. And they're both males, both neutered. And when we got the beagle, he was so tiny. I was the third one to own this dog, and I got him when he was six and a half weeks old. Wow. He's a, he's just a little stinker. I think he's just scared, so he comes off looking aggressive. You were the third one in six weeks? Yes. Wow, okay. Yes. Anyway, I told, I kept telling my terrier, be nice to him, you know, because he'd jump on him and try to play, and I said, you got to be nice, he's just a baby. I think I may have <laughs> overdone that because now the beagle thinks he runs a house. We can be sitting in the living room and he will just look at my terrier and my terrier gets up and leaves the room. And I don't know. Well, no, I'm, ahead, I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that the dogs just need to have an issue with or if I need to step in and try to, you know, let him know. Well, I've got a couple of questions I have for you. Okay. Hey, do, did they, do they have a fight? Um, One time they got in a fight and I they were playing, and all of a sudden there was a couple yelps, and then the terrier had a like a little rip in his side. But the beagle yelped first, so I think maybe he did something. They were just playing, but I think it just kind of got a little bit out of control. So but, just more of a, a play, a play thing that happened turned yeah, into a little that, little aggression and stopped. Yeah. Well, let me ask him: How bad does it bother you that this is going on? Obviously, I it must like because it otherwise you wouldn't be calling in. I don't like it at all. I am trying to let this beagle know he's not number one. I'm supposed to rule, and, and my older dog's supposed to have, you know, some dominance, over not dominance necessarily, but he shouldn't have to leave the room just because he looks at him. Well, you know what, if basically pecking order basically um, goes in its own direction and um, dogs kind of, you know, find their place, but the whole thing is, and you're right, you need to be the alpha. If you don't want this to go on, then you really need to, um, you know, put your foot down. Let me ask you something. If you're sitting down on the couch or something like that and both dogs are there, what you want to do is show a little bit more attention to your terrier mix. I do that. And ignore, ignore the beagle completely. Because remember, dogs want to please. They want to please you. And if they know that you're the alpha, that's what their, that's their main objective. They want your attention. They want to please you. And if they see that every time that they're pushing the other dog away, that your attention goes to that pet, and you bring them back into the room or in, on, on the sofa or on the bed, whatever it is, eventually they're going to realize, you know what, we, we, we all have to coexist here. If you do not do that, the beagle who's more dominant is basically going to say, okay, well, I rule the roost here, okay, and, and not you. 
And when he gives a little stare, like my father used to when we were kids, you know, get out of the room, and, and, and we get out of the room, you know, that's basically what's going on right now. It's, 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 he's, he's running the show. So what you need to do, and you don't need to be getting, you don't need to get dominant, you don't need to get forceful, just pay more attention to your terrier mix, and the beagle's going to want to please you. But you just want to establish that they both have a place in this household, and you just want to pay a little bit more attention, hold the dog, pet the dog, the terrier and then ignore your beagle because i'm sure your beagle is now going to come up and look around and, and you know try to get your attention ignore it ignore yeah. the beagle and then you know see if they'll coexist a little bit and if it happens again just keep doing that and eventually the beagle will learn his place that you know what all three of us are here and this is our family no you have to be the alpha so you have to take charge with that it's a pretty natural thing and, and okay. like joey can look at me and <laughs> make oh, move. oh, he'll make me move in a second. And and they got to figure that stuff out. They got to do that eventually. And the good thing is that they're not breaking skin. They're not fighting violently. They have their pecking order, and really, they like it that way. They like to have their pecking order. So it might really upset you, but might not upset them as much. Show a little more attention there, and uh, give us a well, call. That's what I was kind of wondering if if I'm supposed to get involved in that and try to. Change that. Pattern, you need to be the alpha dog. Or the dogs just need to kind of let that go the way it goes. Yeah. If, if you let it go the way it goes, it's it's always going to go this way. You want to go your way. And like I said, you don't need to show force. What you do is you pay attention to one more than the other, and the other one will come around and want to crave your attention. Okay. And when you stop paying attention to the other dog, they're going to realize that I need to back off, and then you pay attention to both of them. And okay. then once you pay attention to both of them, the beagles should realize eventually, and it's going to take a little bit, but eventually, that you know what, this is the way I need to coexist. Exist. Okay. Give that a shot there for a month, and, and call me back if that doesn't work for okay. you, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you for your call today. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You know, we're always talking about Stella and Chewies. We got a lot of phone calls last week. People said, I, I understand you're giving out free samples of Stella and Chewies, because I do encourage you to try out a food before you buy it. Yeah, you, you want to do you that. You want to you make don't sure know your what... dog... Even though this one, I can't see a dog turning it down. That's why we're giving out samples, because we are so guaranteed here <laughs> that your dog is going to love it. Uh, both the uh, patties, which are food, meal, dinners, dinners, they call them dinners, dinners. chicken dinners, right. or beef dinners, or lamb dinners. These dehydrated patties made with uh, natural goodness for your dog's raw USDA-inspected meat, raised naturally. There's no added hormones or antibiotics, and all you have to do is add a little bit of water. If you're one of those people that pops a can open every time you feed your animal, you won't be doing that anymore because there's no cans anymore. It really saves the environment, good food for your animal, and it's food that even the most finicky diva-like Ladybug the Studio stunt dog loves. Yeah, you know, it's great for traveling. You don't have, like you say, those messy cans, but it also comes in a Ziploc bag, and you don't have to refrigerate it. Stella and Chewy's also has treats, chicken treats. And, you know, when you say treats, you think... Oh, these are just junk. junk. Right. I mean, treats for us would be like Doritos, <laughs> Cheetos, hey, That's Crunch a main Munch. staple around here. Yeah, that is a main staple. Donuts. But treats for Stella and Chewies, they mean chicken treats. And they don't mean byproducts and bone meal or anything right. like that. This is the actual chicken breast. They cut it up and then they freeze dry it into little squares. And the only ingredient in the Stella and Chewies chicken treats is Chicken. chicken. Not they, even any salt or anything like they that. They love it. The cats love it, too. If, you, if you're looking for a good treat for your cats, mm-hmm. you want to think about that. Both the Stella and Chewy's dinners and the Stella and Chewy's chicken treats are available from the website at AnimalRadio.com. And we, 
we'd be happy to send you a sample. All you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, and uh, we'll send one back to you. Visit their website at StellaAndChewies.com. But I remind you, you can actually purchase it and get your samples from AnimalRadio.com. Don't call them for your samples. You're going to have to send that self-addressed stamped envelope directly to us for Stella and Chewies. Bobby's twittering. She gets all <laughs> no, quiet. No, not. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the news and, and catching up and, and seeing what's going on. I'm doing, you know, my job, Hal. Unlike some of us around here. In a Vinnie Penn, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, <laughs> not necessarily true. If uh, word on the street is accurate, when she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover. But when she started saying, who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy? That loves her? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me, too. All right. Well, he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. The Kurgo line includes everything from a backseat barrier, which keeps Fido in the back seat, to an auto zip line to keep your dog secure. And for the little guys, Kurgo has a Skybox booster seat, which provides them with a clear view of the road. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. That's K-U-R-G-O.com. Remember how energetic your dog was as a puppy? If you could give your senior pet his youth and vitality back and relieve his aches and pains, would you? The Gift for Life works to signal your pet's life-giving hormones back to a more youthful balance. The Gift for Life can help repair damaged cells, leading to amazing anti-aging effects and a longer, healthier life. Give the gift of youth back to your furry companion with The Gift for Life. Learn more about the science behind The Gift for Life at thegiftforlife.com. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K90 Warmer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dogs Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable. All at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com 
celebrating our connection with our pets. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. And you may have noticed that we have a brand new name for our studios. It's the Gift for Life Studios, brand new sponsor here at Animal Radio. i got to tell you about this stuff. A guy calls me a few weeks ago and he says, I want you to try this stuff out. It's it's a human-made uh, component uh, called Genostem. And I tried it out and I became alert, a lot more energy, woke up in the morning really happy to come into work. And then I found out he has a canine version. It's actually Ooh. an anti-aging formula called The Gift for Life. That's why it's The Gift for Life Studios. <laughs> hey. And we wanted to bring Loriston Crockett, the top dog at The Gift for Life, on. Hi, Loriston. Hey, how how's everybody today? Very good. You know, Cody, Bobby's studio Our studio dog, Malmute. This is the second week on The Gift mm-hmm. for Life. Yes. How's she doing there, Bobby? He he, I'm sorry. is cheese, Hal. He's going to talk to you I later always do about that. that. And Loriston, thank you so much for coming up with this product. I have a 12-year-old dog, which you know how old that is in dog years. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And he used to basically just be the carpet in the newsroom. He would just lay here. <laughs> his, his job for the whole day was laying there through the mm. hour newscast, and he did good. He's no longer laying down. He's out coming up, bugging me, wants to go play, wants to go over and get stuff. I have a much more active dog. I think it's because of Gift, gift for Life. That's the only difference in his diet in the last two weeks. What we did was we actually got your dog, your, 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 the, the pet that you loved and you saw going downhill and we were able to stimulate and give him back the heart of a puppy. And this is what we do. And a lot of people ask me the questions, you know, Lorston, my dog's aging. Why is this happening? What can I do about it? And I said, well, there's four factors we have to deal with. Number one, the food qualities in canines isn't really where it should be. You and I don't want to survive on this. There's a lot of good dog foods out there, but the norm, you know, is a little... A little stressful on the dog. Number two, we live in a toxin environment, whether it's human or canine. And, of course, all of this is affecting hormone levels. Uh, stress, believe it or not, canines get under stress sometimes. This releases what they call the stress hormone, which is a cortisol, which we can go into Cushing's disease from that. Uh, and, of course, the, uh, the DNA of a canine has progressive aging compared to man. And so all these four factors deal with the hormonal level or what we call the life force or biological name would be the endocrine system mm. of canines and felines and human beings. And what the gift does is it signals the dog's uh, endocrine system to come back in alignment and it gets the body to start producing all of its hormones or what we call the fat back at youthful levels but in homeostasis or balance. Now when all this or these fluids are flowing in our loving pets again, the body doesn't have a choice but to change. And in a matter of four days, you just start seeing that spark and that life come on again. And we haven't failed yet. You've changed a lot of lives for a lot of people. And, you know, we always like to share what we have here, what we've discovered here at Animal Radio. So I've arranged with you to to offer our listeners a special deal. We're going to, uh, is it 20%? We're going to give 20% off? 20% off today, for sure. You know, with Animal Radio, we'd love you guys. And let's get free shipping and handling, and let's change some lives. I promise you, we change lives quickly. We can dry some tears, and we can give some life back. It's the gift for life. 20% off today, free shipping and handling. Head on over to the website, the gift giftforlife.com and type in, what do we decide, animal? You know what, let's use pet love today. Pet love. P-E-T-L-O-V-E, pet love. Type pet love in as the promotional code there. You'll get 20% off and free shipping and handling. Morriston will speak to you very soon again. It's the gift for life on Animal Radio. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. 
1-866-405-8405. Of course, Artist Knox was picked by Joey Volani. Our very own Joey Volani is uh, Groomer of the Year. He was the first one. That, that's right. He was the first one. And um, I, the way I look at it, he owes me a lot here. You know, Artist, I'm Italian, so I mean, we, we, you know, we take kickbacks, you know. There's uh, there's nothing free in this world. Of course, he has a great business now. He's doing very well. I remember, though, he uh, he wrecked his little mobile vehicle. He didn't he wreck it. had a little accident. A, little a tree accident jumped out in front of him. Is that what yeah. happened? He's a fun guy. Oh, and it was, it, let me tell you something. That was some that was some unit he won. It was beautiful. Like a $50,000 grooming unit or you something like that? You could live in it. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It was it was it was more than that. They um, they, that's what they said on 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 television. But I'm going to say it was probably if you had to buy it, it was close to ninety thousand. Wow! And it was it was the top top notch. It was unbelievable. Oh, nice. Now, do you find it's better for groomers to have brick and mortar or to have that mobile thing? I notice whenever we want somebody to do our pets, they have to come to us because right. it's just too much of a hassle to take it somewhere. I'm a brick-and-mortar guy. You know what? If I'm grooming out by you, you're coming to me, okay, because I'm exceptional. Uh, I'm not coming to you. No, I'm just, you know what? I don't want to drive to your house and uh, just because of that kind of stuff. Trees jump out in front of you and then forget about it. Forget about it. (laughs) Well, we understand that. If you want to get your little consultation with Joey Volani right now free of charge, you can do that at 1-866-405-8405. We call him the dog father here because he can help you with all your dog issues. Dr. Debbie is our vet. She's actually the animal radio vet. So when we say she comes on the air and she she vet talks, she also does our vet stuff right here in the studio. She'll do all the shots if any of the animals are sick. Uh, She'll take care of the animals. So we feel very confident in turning both of these people on to you and helping you with your problems. Bobby Hill, that's another story. Animal (laughs) communicator Joy Turner is also here as well as Susan Sims. She's the publisher of Fido Friendly Magazine, great magazine. It's a pet travel magazine. And she well, her expertise is really traveling with your animal. Party animal, Vinnie Penn bringing the comic relief. Also, the third of our Italian faction here at Animal Radio, Britt Savage and uh, Judy Francis screening your calls. I'm Hal Abrams, 1-866-405-8405. Line one. Hi, Max. How are you doing? Hi, it's Mac, M-A-C. Oh, Mac, how are you doing today? Wonderful, thank you. Where are you? Uh, Tampa, Florida. What's going on with your pets today? What kind of pets do you have? Well, I've got two birds, one cockatiel and one lovebird. Hmm. And they seem to be loving the wooden play toys they have and the wooden cage that I've got them in. They seem to be chewing that as opposed to their cuddle bone or or Mm. any other thing to keep their beak sharp. Hmm. I wonder if this is normal. Well, yeah. As far as um, for birds, they will pretty much chew on anything given the opportunity. And and I would be a little cautious if they are in a wood cage. It's probably not my first choice because of the durability component because they are going to chew on that. Um, it's in their immediate environment and it's given them an outlet, but it may not be the most secure because of that chewing. <laughs> so um, I would definitely go with a, like a non-painted uh, galvanized steel and make sure stick with that, something like that. Um, but okay. the actual process of chewing Chewing wood isn't necessarily, you know, detrimental. We just try to direct that in another way. Uh, well, what do you got, have these guys eating? Uh, just regular bird field by hearts. A lot of birds um, that are fed seed diets um, were actually led to believe by pet stores that that's the right diet for birds. And it's actually very deficient in nutrients. Um, so I like to see trying to get birds over onto a pelleted diet. And uh, have you ever seen those at the pet store? No, I have not. Okay. Pelleted diets kind of look like um, kind of like a tutti-frutti um, collars. Um, it's basically a processed food that is 
has all of the nutrients that these guys need. But when you put it right next to a dish that where they have seed, they're not really interested in it. And birds will always go to the seed first. Um, so um, that's definitely my preference for birds is to go to a pelleted diet. And it takes a lot of work to get them switched over. Okay. Do they spend much time outside of the cage? Um, I have them out of the cage about... Uh once a week for about an hour, two hours a time. Okay. Because, um, you know, the more activity, the more interaction they have, then also that kind of takes away some of that um, that chewing and destructive tendency. Um, if they're out kind of socializing, vocalizing when you're around, um, then that helps to keep them mentally stimulated and, you know, not so uh, bored and, and kind of chewing their surroundings. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give and then so do, Yeah. Do you, do you do any kind of... Uh, any supplements, any vitamins, anything like that? No. No. As a matter of fact, someone told me that the reason they're chewing the wood is they're missing vitamins. Well, it sounds strange to me. but Well, you know, maybe in a roundabout way. Um, I'm not really a huge fan on in giving vitamins to birds. I, I try to correct the diet first. Um, but, um, you know, I think keeping them engaged, entertained, and then maybe making them work for their food. And there's actually a process that we call um, the foraging technique in birds, and it's basically kind of retraining birds to not eat out of seed cups but to pick off the bottom of the cage, and we can kind of train them over to eating things like um, pelleted foods. Okay. And it can be, um, you know, good for them nutritionally, and it's a little bit more uh, enriching for them uh, so they're not, uh, you know, sitting there getting the food just poured to them. They Right. Have to work for it. Okay. So, so yeah, I tried that. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you for the call, Mac. So you're working hard in the newsroom as well as Twitter, and you're, yeah, you, of huh? course, are the social networking butterfly for Animal Radio, making sure we have lots of followers and lots of people to follow and stalking and tweeting and retweeting and all we, of that we stuff. We prefer to call it following rather than stalking. Yes. But <laughs> i got to tell you that, that Twitter and Facebook is the stalker's best friend. It really so. is, isn't it? you got to be careful what you put out. Yeah, don't there, say I'm uh, heading out on vacation right now and uh, I'll be leaving my well, house all empty. Yeah, we hear a lot of exactly. people getting you, broke into. Duh! <laughs> Why don't you just advertise that you're going to be away for a couple weeks? Come rob me. It'll yeah. be good now. <laughs> Before the end of the show, Animal Radio's top ten pet-friendly vehicles. Guess what? We don't have one of the vehicles to give away like we do with everything else. Just really? broke the budget. But the top, we got to work on that. The top two cars are American cars this year. So, uh, but next in two weeks we have the new pet product special, and that mm-hmm. show we have giveaways of everything. Okay, cool. Yeah, Doogie Hauser's in the news. <laughs> I can't Actually, believe. we're going to be calling him Doggy Hauser pretty Doggy. soon. Yeah, actor Neil Patrick Harris. I'll tell you what he is up to, along with PBS. It's coming up in the news. Jeez. God, I remember Very watching that show Neil Patrick years Harris. ago. He's doing pretty well right now, I guess, huh? He's on another sitcom. He's doing very yeah, well. He's, on an, he's, he's all grown up now on another sitcom, but yeah. he's still Doogie Howser anytime you look at him. He's actually going to be doing a new PBS documentary called Through a Dog's Eyes. No, it's not the story of a philandering husband. It's uh, it's about a dog. <laughs> it's, uh, was that news? For, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that much? Uh, Guido's jumping up and down again. I've said too ready, much. Look how ready he is. He does. You just do that on purpose. I, I do. Is Animal Radio Network. Live from the Gift for Life Studios in Los Angeles. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts. 
Cal and Judy. And the whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Volani, Bobby Hill working on news, animal communicator Joey Turner, and your pet travel expert Susan Sims. Today, she and I are going to count down the top 10 pet safe vehicles. We have our list here and actually going to be talking to one of the CEOs with one of the major manufacturers. can't believe You told him that uh, who's going to go on Oprah, right? Is that what you told him? Well, how else do you think I got him? How do you think I get all these people, Hal? <laughs> Okay. Party animal, Vinny nice Penn. We lie to our people. We got to do what you got to do, Bobby. <laughs> Britt Savage is also here. And uh, Judy Screening Calls, producing the show, one 405 I'm Hal Abrams. Dexter Blanche will be joining us in a few. You know who he is? No, I don't. Who is Dexter Blanche? He's invented the chastity belt for canines. And, Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. His what motto, <laughs> chastity belt, his motto is stop it, block it, lock it. Uh-huh. It says right here, and uh, he'll be joined. Okay. That should be a lot of fun. Also, for the I can't wait to see this safety yeah. of your dog. The canine influenza is back. They call it H three N eight. It's funny it's how they have all these. Yeah, but it's a new strain. It is okay. Yes. See, because the human is H one N one. Oh, I didn't Let's know that. Pay attention to the numbers. I don't pay attention to numbers, as you know. Uh, Doctor Schwartz will be joining us, and he'll give us tips for avoiding that. And. Uh, that's uh, very exciting. Is that it? Oh, first day of spring. I'm in that spring mood. I'm a little bit uh, I'm like a teenager. Yes, look at you over there. <laughs> it, it could He's be. He's all springy. I'm, uh-huh. act- I'm actually taking the human version of the gift for life. Oh, that's why you're uh-huh. so I'm a little yeah. more. Boy, look at you, A little more boy today. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Blue Buffalo, makers of healthy and holistic natural food for dogs and cats. You love them like family, so feed them like family with Blue. Now, just because we're in the new Gift for Life studios, which really are the same old studios, but just a brand new name. We could say they're They've new. They've been spiffed up. They yes. have been. A little bit of paint, some signs put up and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's very official over here. And, of course, the animals are now taking the gift for life. Cody is taking the gift for life. And, you know, I don't want to call it a supplement because it's, they get on my case when I say it's a well, supplement. It's, yeah, say, that's misleading. It's not a supplement. They call it beyond supplement. Yes. It just makes him happy. How's that? It does. If you want to learn more about it, head on over to the website, thegiftforlife.com. Um, what are you working on in the newsroom there, Bobby? News? What kind of news? Oh, I know it's specifics. important news. <laughs> yeah. Something, something to tantalize me, to tease me, to make me salivate. What is your favorite Alice in Wonderland character? Do you oh, have one? It would be that uh, the Cheshire Cat with the big grin. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, you know the movie that's out now with uh, Mr. Burton and Mr. Uh, Disney. I got some info, inside info on that Cheshire Cat and how Tim Burton really feels about cats. Don't go away. It's coming up on the news. Our very own Dr. Debbie was at a vet conference last week. Now, what do you do at vet conferences? Do you get around and snap your rubber gloves? What it, what, you check, I know what you do. You all come around and you lift each other's gums up. Or lift, uh-huh. lift, lift, to look at each You'd other. like to see who can move the fastest and not get bit. <laughs> but a lot of lecture, a lot of um, learning, exchanging ideas. Um, and uh, we always have different products and kind of like the exhibit hall where you go and, and see what's new, see what's out there, new products, services, uh, items. And it's always kind of fun because it keeps you on top your game and uh, you know it's, it's an important part of veterinary practice you gotta gotta stay fresh now the, a lot of the products they had they had some games that were puzzle games is that correct and this is so important that your dog especially if it's one of those like ours the uh, ladybug the studio stunt dog challenge. needs yeah. to need to have some kind of uh-huh. challenge some kind of puzzle all the time i know the one thing i was mentioning to you is that the busy toys uh, oh, yeah. the busy dog toys the busy buddy dog toys is um, a whole line of different products that are basically designed to help keep your dog entertained so 
for pets that have separation anxiety, um, that you're worried about them getting into trouble when they're alone, or just to keep them mentally stimulated if we're worried about them having a good quality enriched um, environment. So there's all sorts of different toys that can hide uh, food or edibles in them, and it keeps them working for their food. And, uh, you know, this is a good thing for cats, too. Um, there's toys appropriate for that. Uh, but, yeah, we want to stimulate the mind, keep that mouth busy, and it'll hopefully keep your carpet uh, saved. And your pillows and your shoes and your remote control. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Villani, Bobby Hill, Joey Turner, Susan, Vinny, Britt, Judy, and myself, all from the brand new Gift for Life Studios. I say they're not really new. Just a new name and a new coat of paint. It feels new. Live from the Gift for Life Studios in Los Angeles, this is Animal Radio. Here's your dream team, Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, Joy Turner, Bobby Hill, Vinnie Penn, and Susan Sims. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. That's quite a mouthful there. There's one 866 There's a lot of us here. Yeah, 405-8405. I got to see... All the donuts are gone already. They don't last long Joey Filani has eaten all the donuts. We need to double that order. Yeah, we have. Now I know how he stays so big. <laughs> Can he hear me? Not right. Not I yet, Hal. Hal. When he hears this, he, you better be glad you're skinny and can outrun him. Yeah, you'll know when he hears it, Hal. Yeah, sometimes we have the volume turned up in the donut room. <laughs> and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have it actually turned to another station. And you can only tell if they're listening. Yeah, I don't think he can hear us. Otherwise, he would turn around and he would say, "Hey, he's not the kind of guy you want to mess with." I'll tell you that right now. And he (laughs) uh, is—he is a married man. Sorry, Bobby. I know that uh, the Italian whole thing and uh, all of that was—I know you had high hopes. Yeah, we tried, Bobby. Uh, Well, it's okay. I got over it. (laughs) (laughs) Vinny Pena is just about to become divorced, though. Maybe no, Vinny. I can't talk. They do have the sound on in the in the break room there. Hal, Hal, let me tell you something. You, you're not doing a great job as my pimp, okay? So you're fired. Uh, what are you working on there in the newsroom there, Bobby? Uh, it's something about an angry hawk, right? We have we have a very bitchy bird okay. in Connecticut, and it's basically dive-bombing residents. And it would be funny if it was a small bird, but it's not. It's a raptor. I'll tell you which one coming up. A couple of weeks away from the new pet product special, that means that we're going to give away one of everything you hear on the radio in a couple of weeks. Oh, we love those giveaways. Yes. Good stuff. And I understand this year. Oh, I can't say what? Not even a tease? Come on, Guido. No. No, I can't say anything. <laughs> It's the first day of spring. It feels springy here in just a few minutes. Speaking of spring, Dexter Blanche. He's invented the <laughs> chastity belt for dogs. And oh, my God. I know. Let me hold up the picture to the microphone once again so you can see. It looks he like says something, it works. looks like something out of Victoria's Secret catalog. It, it looks uh, like I a leather chain. Yeah, no, not Victoria's not Secret. Not Victoria's Secret. More like no. that. Yeah. Fredericks. Yeah. Fredericks. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Fredericks for dogs. He's a very charismatic fellow, lives in Shreveport, Louisiana, and we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes here on Animal Radio. The whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Villani, Bobby Hill, Joey Turner, Susan, Vinny, Britt, Judy, and myself, all from the brand new Gift for Life Studios. Ready to go to the phones? I sure am. Let's bring them on. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are y'all? Good. Where are you? I'm in Quinlan, Texas. Hmm. Which side of Texas is that on? Well, it's uh, kind of the north central. We're just a little east of Dallas. Now, is it true they make everything bigger there in Texas? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Okie. 
here in Okay oh. in Texas. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Good. Well, what can we do for you today, Anna? Well, I have this little six-year-old Yorkie, and uh, we found out that she had uh, congestive heart failure. So oh, our, dear. our vet put her on uh, five-side HD, and she will not eat it. I even tried boiling chicken and mixing in with it, and she would pick out some of the chicken and eat that, and then she got where she wouldn't even do that. She'd just smell of it and walk off. And they kept saying, well, keep trying her on it, and uh, you know, she'll learn to eat it. Well, she went four days without eating. Wow. And we have other dogs, and so uh, needless to say, what I have found out was that uh, she goes outside and she eats their poop. You know, this is not good. And she's, she's eating not, their food or their poop? No, their poop. She, oh, uh, golly. No, they, uh, I watch them when I'm feeding them. We don't allow her to, you know, get into any of the other dog's food. And uh, if there's any left, we pick it right up. But she just won't touch that HD at all. And okay. she goes out and she eats their poop. And she does without eating the regular dog food. I'm going to have to say that if she's passing up on a prescription food and she'd rather eat dog poop, that's a bad testament for pet food, isn't it? Yes, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Now, how how is she doing with her heart condition overall? Well, um, is she doing, well controlled? Yeah, she's uh, doing fine with it now. Uh, we got the fluid off out of her body and... She's on a thyroid and uh, a water pill now, okay. and uh, she, you know, she's got a lot more energy and everything. But I can't seem to get our vet to understand that she will not eat that dog food. Yeah, well, you've definitely proven it to me, I can tell you that. I usually have a three-day rule when it comes to pets, when we're trying to get them into a food that we want them to eat. Uh And once we pass that, I kind of say, all right, we've proven that there's something here that's not palatable to her. Now, there are some other good prescription foods that are geared towards pets with heart disease. And, you know, you can certainly try some of the different brands. Um, Purina makes a prescription food um, that is abbreviated CV for cardiovascular. Um, Royal Canin makes one called Early Cardiac Care, which is um, pretty, pretty palatable. Most dogs like that. I might try some of those different brands and see if we can still kind of meet the needs of what your veterinarian's trying to accomplish and maybe find something that's more tasty for her little taste buds. I've got to do something. You know, she can't continue doing this, and I can't go out and clean up after her because I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah, and you'll be passing breath mints to her for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm willing to, uh, you know, try anything. Uh, yeah, I would, I would look into those. And then the other thing is, you know, say you try these other foods and, you know, she does the same thing, turns her nose up. I'm going to say that, you know, gosh, we have to feed the patient first and foremost. Yeah. And, you know, if she has heart disease, we want to have her on a special food that's, you know, lower in sodium, um, has some of the B vitamins, the taurine, all those good things that these foods do. But in the end, if she doesn't eat it, the most important thing is we get her to eat something. Right. So in those situations, we might go to something and uh, it might not be ideal for her heart, but we want to make sure she gets the calories and that she stays strong. So uh-huh. that's the most important thing to fight this disease. So see how that works for you, Anna. And, you know, there's some alternatives out there that um, if one food doesn't work, you know, there may be something else that we can try. So those little fussy guys, uh, they're a challenge to work with. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to a guy who's invented a chastity belt for 
dogs. Is that correct, Judy? See what? You heard it right. <sighs> yeah. Very, very strange. You um, know, my dog's, hmm. uh, my little dog's spade, but it's kind of a cute outfit. I, you know, she could just kind of strut around it and look at that outfit. It, look at it that. is. Oh, a it looks like leather cute outfit type things. That's a, it sounds a little, a little kinky. <laughs> it does. Sounds a little weird there. You know, I'm so glad we don't have a webcam in the studio. Well, and speaking of weird, may I just quote the infamous Hunter S. Thompson? Oh, yes. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Isn't he dead now? Didn't he, didn't he commit suicide or something like that? What happened to him? Well, yeah, and thanks for pointing that out, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> a real cheery note. Oh, here's something that'll cheer you up. Today is the first day of spring. What do you think of that? Finally. Thank you. The warm weather is on its way. Two weeks away from the new pet product special here at Animal Radio. The canine influenza is back in New York City. A brand new outbreak. Is that correct? Well, yeah. I, it might be like a new strain. I mean, we you know we get new strain of human uh, viruses all the time. I think this is something new. That's uh, not good. Of course, I wanted to find out when I heard about all these animals. It started over in New York City, and uh, some of them were dying from this. So I want to know about it. Let's find out what's going on. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kurgo. One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. And Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. K-U-R-G-O. You never leave without your car. No. You know what? I have one of their little booster seats that I put Ladybug in the car. And it's it's, it is the coolest thing. Oh, it props oh. her up so she can look out the window. And it, it, she's got a, there's a little latch on it so I can tie her little harness to it so she and doesn't jump out. And it's all cushiony. Yes, it is. It is. And it's big enough for her blankie and for her toy. I want to chair like that for me. <laughs> this is Animal Radio. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vlad, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Ah. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist pinch he does color. Have a very bad attitude. We can keep complaining or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name of it? Prong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. The Kurgo line includes everything from a backseat barrier, which keeps Fido in the backseat, to an auto zip line to keep your dog secure. And for the little guys, Kurgo has a Skybox booster seat, which provides them with a clear view of the road. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. That's K-U-R-G-O dot Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. You're listening to Animal Radio.
A new strain of the canine influenza virus has been discovered by Cindy Crawford. No, that's not right. She's a she's a model, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Cinda Crawford. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Cinda Crawford. She's a University of Florida veterinarian researcher, and uh, we were concerned about this because now it seems like it's uh, in the New York area, and then it's yeah. going to be spreading across the country. I wanted to get all the details on it. It's called the H3N8 dog flu, and uh, we have Dr. Paul Schwartz joining us. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Good afternoon. How are you? Very good. So, what's the deal? Is it centralized right now? What's the, is it a new strain of influenza. Tell us all the details. Well, Dr. Crawford isolated a canine influenza virus about five years ago down in Florida. It first showed up at the racetracks in Florida and in Connecticut. Uh, That was then confirmed by Dr. Bovey up at Cornell. So the virus has been around for five years, but it's really really not been much of a problem um, off the tracks. Approximately six weeks ago, we had the beginning of an outbreak in New York City, which has come in really like a storm. How many cases? Well, in our practice, we've seen approximately 60 cases uh, in the last six weeks. But it has been reported at quite a few other practices. It is currently at the city-run animal shelter, and it has been in a number of other shelters in and around the metropolitan area. Okay, so I live in California. How long does it take something for that to work its way across the country? Well, that's actually a great question. Um, it really has been showing up in hot spots all across the country, so it's not really known how it's spreading. Unlike the flu, which typically spreads from the West Coast to the East Coast, this is really popping up in all different areas is probably due to the uh, increased mobility that dogs have these days. Sure. Well, they're not flying around like humans in airplanes, so I imagine it travels a little bit slower. Can humans get it? At this point, not contagious to human beings whatsoever. But is it highly contagious from dog to dog, and is it deadly? It is extremely contagious from dog to dog. It passes more rapidly than other uh, diseases of dogs because these dogs are passing the virus before they're actually symptomatic. So what are the signs, the symptoms, and as Judy asked, is it, is it fatal? Well, dogs are really naive to influenza virus, and as a result of which, 100% of the dogs that are exposed are probably infected. Of the dogs that are infected, about 80 to 85% will actually show symptoms, and the symptoms can range from being as mild as upper respiratory-type symptoms, what we typically call kennel cough symptoms which is a dry cough with a terminal gag. But about 30% of the dogs that have symptoms have very severe symptoms. These dogs can be experiencing fulminant pneumonia. They can have very high fevers. We've seen temperatures as high as 107. There have been reports of gastrointestinal symptoms. We haven't seen it in the dogs we've seen, but it has been reported. And approximately 1% to 5% of the dogs will die. Is there a flu shot? There is a canine influenza vaccine that's available. It was conditioned approved by the federal government back in May of last year. Do you need that before, or can you take that after you've already contracted? Well, that's actually a great question. Number one, it needs to be given prior to exposure. In dogs that have been exposed or dogs that we think are showing early symptoms, we actually do not give the vaccine because that is really the only reported potential side effect, and that is vaccinating dogs that are currently infected. So what do you do if one comes into your office? What is the treatment? Uh, Dogs that come in uh, with very mild symptoms, such as coughing and mild fever, really we typically don't do a lot as far as medication is concerned. Uh, In dogs that are experiencing a fever or do have a purulent or pus-type discharge, we'll put them on a course of antibiotics. And in some of these dogs that have very severe fulminant pneumonia, 
they're hospitalized, they're on intravenous antibiotics. Uh, some of these dogs ha- are experiencing loss of protein, lack of appetite, and so in addition to putting them on intravenous fluids, they're given things like intravenous plasma. Is it a seasonal thing? Will it go away once it gets summer? We don't really know. Unlike human flus that tend to be seasonal, fall, and winter, when people start to become mm-hmm. confined indoors, they pass it from person to person. This is something that really is passing out on the street. Yes, there's an increased chance of exposure in things like kennels and groomers and play groups where dogs congregate, but part of this virus is a very productive phlegmy cough. And these dogs will spit out many ounces to cups of fluid on the street, which then is laden with virus and can pass from dog to dog. You you say there's an outbreak in New York City right now. Is there a network where all the veterinarians can uh, report outbreaks so that you understand where it is at the time? There isn't a specific network relative to this disease, um, but there are Internet-based communication networks for veterinarians, and and there's been a lot of chatter regarding it, a lot of information that's out there. And, And really, the most important thing is that people need to be aware that there is a vaccine that's out there, and it is appropriate in in many cases, that they need to be aware that if animals are sick, they need to isolate them or confine them. How long is the vaccine good for? The vaccine is a two-dose regimen at a two- to four-week interval, and it's purported to provide protection for a year. Now, like the human vaccine, it's not 100% protection, but it is going to reduce the duration of the illness, the severity of the illness, and most importantly, Uh, From an epidemiological perspective, it's going to reduce the amount of virus that's being shed by that individual. Okay, we're with Dr. Paul Schwartz. There's an outbreak uh, within the last six weeks of canine influenza H3N8 in the New York City area and some other metros. What are the signs that we should be looking for? I know you went over a few signs there, but I I want specifically, because sometimes my dog has a reverse cough, should I rush him to the vet? I would say no. In a dog that classically has that dry, hacky type cough, and he's done it his whole life, that's probably collapsing trachea. But in a dog that's awake at night coughing, a dog that's running a fever, a dog whose appetite is off, a dog who has a discharge that is yellow or green or even bloody from the nose, those are indications that it's not just collapsing trachea. And it does warrant a visit to the veterinarian. And there is a preventative shot available, and you should probably ask your veterinarian if that would be applicable for your pet. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay, Dr. Schwartz, thank you so much for taking time with us today. Thank you very much. We'll put all this information up over at the website at animalradio.com. Canine influenza, or H3N8. I'll get those numbers there. And Bobby was saying something about how you can tell that it's a dog by one of those numbers. I, I don't understand. They just call it H3N8. It's stricken 30 states. Apparently, it's uh, been verified in 30 states. New York City having a lot of trouble right now. Many, many animals, as uh, Dr. Paul Schwartz said just a few minutes ago. And it's preventative. There's a there's a shot. Do you give out any of those shots at your practice? Yeah. You know, we, we just started that probably within the last year. And in, in our state, it's not been a huge problem. But there supposedly have been some documented cases. So it is something we offer at my office. People who bore their dogs, take them out or in a lot of group dog settings. It's, it's something to really look at because we... We anticipate this is going to become an endemic infection, you know, kind of like uh, the human flu everywhere. Wow. B- bore your dogs? I do that all the time. Not bore, how bored. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> do you recommend that certain animals 
should get the shot because, or certain dogs should get the shot because they're more predisposed to getting this virus? Yeah, certainly. And it's definitely not on the list of vaccines that we would just recommend for every dog out there. So it really is more on a case-by-case basis. So if your dog is in group dog settings, do you go to dog shows, dog parks, boarding facilities? And a lot of um, boarding facilities, even in my area, require it as a, a screening device so they can hopefully avoid breakouts in their facilities. So, yeah, but uh, definitely I, I'd talk to your veterinarian individually about it if it is something in your area. So nice to have Dr. Debbie on our zoo crew. And she's answering your questions right now, one 405 8405 Hi, Nick. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you today? I'm driving uh, I'm driving my big truck up here in uh, Kentucky right now. I'm on my way to Indianapolis. Uh, mm-hmm. The question I have for Dr. Debbie is uh, I've got a uh, husky, ha- he's half husky and half wolf, and mm-hmm. uh, he's about 10 or 12 years old. You know, he, he had a problem with itching and... and uh, and we had heard about Dynavite. So we went and we got a bucket of that Dynavite. We went through one bucket, and uh, he, he just seemed like he didn't, lo- he didn't want to eat. He let, let it sit there for a day, and we'd have to oh, okay. mix it up. And so then she turned around and she got the, the liquid Dynavite, and uh, he's just not wanting to eat it. Okay. I don't yeah. want to change his mind. <laughs> well, I guess the, the, the first thing that I'd go to is... Uh, is it the reason of skin problems that you're looking for something? Pardon? What exactly are we looking to treat? Because I'm not a fan of just giving something because you hear it on the radio, although Hal may hit me here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but okay. I, His fur, he, he, he did a lot of shedding, and uh, okay. we were always, you know, I mean, he'd just get in the car and just brush up against the seat, and the fur would just come out. So we, and that, and uh, the, 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 the chewing and the itching. Okay. And right. uh, so, so I just, I'd heard that it was good. You know, the Dynavite, I'd heard a lot of commercials on the XM radio about it, so I tried it out. Okay. And when he was on it, did you feel that his coat got better? He just didn't yeah, like it? I believe his coat got better. Uh, he didn't He didn't do the itching all the time. Just didn't like okay. the flavor, huh? Yeah, I've heard that complaint from some folks that I've spoken to that have used that product, and it's it's not anything that I'd say taste-wise that is the bad thing. What I wanted to get to the heart of is why you were looking for a supplement, what the reasoning was, and then I go from there. So rather than, you know, spouting off different products, we really need to look at what we were looking for your dog. And if we're looking at skin-related problems, now, I got to say, first and foremost, a husky wolf mix, gosh, you know, you got that double coat. So shedding is a natural thing of uh, for that breed. And uh, working very hard at physical um, uh, brushing and removal of that double coat, that's really one of the biggest things. Now, for the itching aspect, I often will look for a product that has a good omega fatty acid source. And we usually, there's the omega-3s and the omega-6s, and it's really important when we're talking about itching and inflammation, we look for an omega-3 source. There's a lot of different ones out there, but basically with supplements, that would be something important, I would say, for a pet that has itching. Now, it also has some benefits, just like with people that take fish oils. It can help with inflammation related to arthritis, heart-related problems, things like that. So that would be something that I would work towards. He just, uh, he'll let it sit there all day. He, he won't touch it. And, yeah, uh, she yeah. Up, she ended up pitching a bowl of food because he won't eat it. And we right. thought, well, maybe it's the food, you know. And so we tried different uh, types of dog foods, and you know, we're kind of leery about some of the brand, or some of the uh, bargain stuff because of well, what we've heard about uh, the stuff from China. And so we're we're kind of you know we wanted something that he's going to like, you know. And he kind of likes the gravy train a little bit and. I don't know. We we try the gravy train, and then we'll 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 mix in the Dynavite, and then you know, and then 
you know, let it sit there. All right. You know, I got to say that uh, for me, I, I could pick a lot higher quality foods than gravy train and hopefully skip the supplements because a lot of veterinary nutritionists would argue that we don't need to be supplementing animals if they're on a high quality diet. And that I would say, I, Nick, I might correct you and, and look in another direction there first and foremost. Got to start with your food, first of all. That's akin to like going to the drive through at McDonald's and ordering the Big Mac and then the Diet Coke. It's, hey, now, I do that all the time. I know time. you do that. <laughs> you, like, you like that. You like that. But uh, my wife, she doesn't want to give him people food. No yeah. cheeseburger for the dog. Start with the food there. And thank you for your call today. We appreciate right. that. one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The Massachusetts House voted to approve a ban on surgical debarking of dogs or cats. The surgery, which removes the vocal cords of the animals, is sometimes used as a last effort for chronic barkers. The bill, which is now in the Massachusetts State Senate, passed that House by 150 to 1 votes and prohibits the surgery unless it is medically necessary due to illness or injury. And California state wildlife officials ruled in favor of the tiny tiger salamander protecting its habitat from encroachment, development, and vintners. While one side of the tiny amphibian, one side says the tiny amphibian does deserve the protection as an endangered species, the other side says the loss of habitat is exaggerated. Spokesman for the Wine Institute says the projected loss is considerably overstated. The problem is, the tiny tiger salamander is found in nearly half of California's counties. And residents of the seaside town of Stonington, Connecticut, are being strafed by what wildlife experts are calling a lovesick red-tailed hawk. So far, the raptor has dive-bombed one female pedestrian, causing a gash in her head. The hawk has stolen some headphones off a man who was working on his lawn, and he's also taken a boy's hat. The hawk has even attacked a car, but so far, animal control officers and wildlife experts say they are only planning on moving the hawk's nest a little bit outside of the populated section of town. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Here's a tip for choosing a litter. Try a litter that resembles what cats naturally use. Soft, fine-grained litters most closely resemble the sand and dirt preferred by cats in the wild. Secondly, remember that cats have a keen sense of smell, so choose a litter that doesn't include perfumes. Get more tips from Dr. McPete at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Before the end of the show today, America's, no, Animal Radio's top 10 pet-friendly vehicles as uh, counted down by, who, who counted, is it Guido put this his list together? I think so. <laughs> it's actually a good list. Why not? Yeah, he did a good job. I'm betting the Ford Pinto is not on there. No, the Ford Pinto isn't on there, but yeah. you'd be pretty amazed. Yeah. I got to tell you, last year, there were imports on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. year, it's an American car. American Yay! Car. And we're actually going Buy to- Buy American. Uh, Call the CEO the top honcho wow. of this motor group. 
Do they know that? No, we told them it was Oprah's <laughs> calling. Oprah yeah. wants to speak to them, and then yeah, we'll just let them go. down. There you go. That's a good line. Just, yeah. work. It, it works every time. Yeah. You know who we have on the phone right now? We have Dexter Blanche. Hey, Dexter, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana. Beautiful Shreveport, Louisiana. Cool. You have created a chastity belt for canines. For canines, uh, and it is overwhelming. I've been getting feedback and selling them all over the world. That's I something that's very much have. needed without growing pet problems. Yeah, a growing pet problem. Uh, yeah. How did the first of all? How did the idea come to you? Was it a happy hour? Uh, no, no. I was on a hunting trip and I had a registered female beagle and some great beagles that wasn't registered. Her, I didn't want to pollute her bloodline, and uh, mm-hmm. they wasn't thinking about rabbits. They were thinking about her. Uh huh. And you know, so I had to pick her up and walk a half a mile back across this muddy, sloshy field and put her away so the male dogs wouldn't get to her that I, I didn't want to breed her to. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I know that Bob Barker has his little signature sign off as the host of The Price Is Right. Help control the pet population. Have right. your pets spayed or neutered. Uh-huh. Right. Which is, I, I generally encourage that too. Right. For you, what is it? Uh, uh the pet anti breeding system. Stop it, block it, lock it when the heat is on. Stop it, block it, <laughs> lock it when, when the, the heat, heat is on. on. Yeah. Okay. Good one, Dexter. And you, you, excuse me. What did you say? I said that was a very good one. I like that. That's, that's you a good know, tagline. And, and with, this, with this product, you know, I, I tell everybody the pet can defecate. It leaves the pet in a very humane way. She can defecate. She can urinate. Can't have to penetrate, to copulate, to impregnate, to overpopulate. That's if you want to leave that female intact. <laughs> You know what I mean? A lot of people choose to breed their dog someday. Breeders need right. breeding stock. And, you know, and it's, right. it's not for everybody. But now you don't have to isolate her and put her through the psychological changes. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, the, the male and the female will do anything to get to each other. Well, what about the good old-fashioned diaper? Well, the diaper is... is, 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 is it's messy. They, 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 it doesn't give them an area to their naturally bodily functions to uh-huh. perform. Uh-huh. It's not very attractive either. This is, uh, I gotta say, it looks, <laughs> it looks a little bit like, uh, bondage. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, it's not leather, is yeah, it leather? Yeah, it's no, no, this is lightweight polypropylene, uh, webbing. It's very lightweight that she won't even know it's, it's, it's on her, you know, and it, it might look like bonded, but you don't want her to get out of it or the male to get to her. So that's why it's an eight-point buck system, but very simple to put on. It, it, would the other dogs make fun of her? Well, I hope they would, but she's protected still. It's okay. It's a little weird, and that's okay. I, I love the human side of this because it's been great, and uh, but it, 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 it works. It actually works. What do people say when they see your dog out walking around with one of these on? The first thing is like, what is that? And then they go, wow, what a great idea. Okay. Let me give out your website. It's PABS for PABS Pets. For and, pets. And, and the PABS is uh, Pet Anti-Breeding System. System. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> uh, how much do you charge for one of these? Do you make them yourself? Uh, we, I, they're made right there in Florida, in Brooksville, Florida. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Nursing home. And and yeah, we make them ourselves in the USA. And for the small one is sixty five, and for the extra large is uh, uh, eighty five. Wow. Okay. And how's it how's it selling so far? How many have you sold there, Dexter? Uh, I lost this product in January, and I and I, I made a count about thirty two hundred of them are sold already. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, that's good. Great. Well, and, and the press is, has gone absolutely nuts over. I got a write up with AOL senior writer, uh, <laughs> Mister yeah. Buck Wolf, and. Wow, it's, it's been it's been phenomenal. Yeah. What do you do for a living? Yeah, 
Uh, actually, I was a carpenter before I had an accident uh, out hunting, uh, and uh, my dog got on the gun, and I said, "I will," and it kind of uh, damaged my right arm pretty good. Your dog it, shot it, you? Dog? Yeah, that's on. Yeah, my my beagle. She's she was very lovely, and it was my fault for not putting the gun on safety. And she was jumping around and jumped on the gun, and it got me. You know, Dexter, I think we might have covered that story. That <laughs> happened a couple of years ago. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I believe we wow. covered that story here on Animal Radio. I'm so sorry. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, it wasn't wearing one of these things at the time, right? Oh, she wasn't. She wasn't mad at me at the time, no. Okay. And, and it was just like I said, it wasn't the dog fault at all. It was okay. my fault. So. Okay. And it it's happens like all the time. I'm just one of the fortunate ones that live to tell about it. Um, yeah, it happens all there the time? You go. Really? Now, what... <laughs> Was there a lock that should have been on the gun or, or what? I mean, oh, the gun should not have been loaded or, or I should have unloaded it or I should have put it on safety. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're okay for, this, error. for this invention, especially the PABS system. So now you have a new career. Yes. A career, and, it, and it's been rather overwhelming and fulfilling because it's what I love to do. I, I love it. Well, what next? What else are you thinking about designing? Uh, the bra. <laughs> I want to be the dexter secret of, of the pet industry. Why not after females, uh, uh, whip their pups? I already have it in design already that you want to bring her, her breasts up where they won't be hanging it, especially if you got a good breaded dog. <laughs> You so, might want to uh, give that like design to Victoria's uh, Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah Victoria's Secrets. I, I, I got several ideas. I don't want to give them all out over radio yet. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Keep them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds good. It beats doing radio what you're doing. Dexter Blanche, the creator of PABS, the pet anti-breeding system, the website PABSforPets.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Uh, thanks for coming on, Dexter. I thank you for calling me and having me on. God bless everybody. God bless you. There you go. What thanks six you, Dexter. Four oh five, eight four oh five. Wow, what did you think of that? He's a character. I like him. <laughs> and I swear we did that news story when his dog shot him. You know those are my favorite stories. I didn't want to say that to Dexter. <laughs> well, I saw I saw that you were busting up there and that you couldn't hold back. You were doing very good. You were you were you actually had to turn away from the microphone and I, I was nice about it, wasn't it? Yes, you were I, very I, nice. I, about I mean it, it sounded like it was a good thing that we, that he made the news. <laughs> I can't wait to see this bra. I think Dexter has too much free time. <laughs> well, you hear it over and over. The economy's hitting us all hard. And uh, even the car makers, they want our attention. They want us to buy their cars right now. You know, Toyota's going through a lot of trouble with the recalls right now. But a lot of them are appealing to the animal lover. They're making the pet-friendly cars. Do you have a pet-friendly car, Susan? I think it's a pet-friendly car. Uh, we have a Nissan Armada. And why we think it's so pet-friendly is because it will accommodate our big crate for Junior. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you need a lot of space back in there. Yep. Well, we got the new list. Uh, let's see. This comes from Bark Buckle Up, and I th- it seems like I've heard of them before. Have you, Bark Buckle? Yeah, Buc- they're doing good things across the country. They're raising awareness and why we should buckle up for safety, not just for ourselves, but for our canine companions. Oh yeah, keep the, you got to keep them buckled up in the car too, just in case something happens. Anyway, they put together a list of the top ten pet safe vehicles. They start with the Chrysler Town and Country. Interesting. It's the first time I've seen that on the top of the list. Uh, it's the best vehicle to transport people and pets with more than 65 minivan features, including stow-and-go. It has the rear uh, backup camera and blind spot monitoring so that if the dog is sitting behind the car, you won't back up over him. That's good. Our car has that, too. Does it? Oh, very cool. The Dodge Journey came in second. Both of them, Chrysler Dodge, topping this list here, as well as the Ford Edge. The Ford Flex, interesting. 
Ford Transit, the Kia Soul, the Honda Element. Now, Honda's spent a lot of money promoting their Honda Element as a pet-friendly car. The Smart Car, the Smart Car, is that that little car? How would that be pet-friendly? I think it would be pet-friendly for Ladybug. For the Ladybug? (laughs) If you put Junior in that car, it might roll over. It'd fall over. Isn't that one of those small cars? If it is, it's pet-friendly, because if you roll over your dog, you're not going to hurt it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Send your complaints to Judy at AnimalRadio.com. The Subaru Outback, also on the list, as well as the Volvo XC60. We're going to put this list up there at AnimalRadio.com. If you're looking to buy a car, perhaps a car that's pet-friendly for you, you can see this list. We'll post it at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel and destination reviews, health and wellness topics, dog training advice, and the latest fashion trends. You can find Phyto-Friendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, and Petco, or simply go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phyto-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the only magazine your dog will thank you for. One of the joys of owning a dog is going places together. Kurgo's award-winning line of pet travel products makes this easier and safer for your pet. The Kurgo line includes everything from a backseat barrier, which keeps Fido in the backseat, to an auto zip line to keep your dog secure. And for the little guys, Kurgo has a Skybox booster seat, which provides them with a clear view of the road. If you're going somewhere with your dog, visit Kurgo.com. That's K-U-R-G-O.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang's here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your doggy questions. Bobby Hill working on news. Animal communicator Joy Turner and our pet travel expert Susan Sims. As well as comic relief from Vinnie Penbridge Savage. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy is screening your calls at 1 866 405 8405. And we've been counting them down for the last, I think, five years. <laughs> the safest top automobile picks for 2010. The top two this year are not imports. I think this is a first time for us. And in fact, there we actually have one of these in the, in the driveway right there. Yeah, I but, drive a Dodge myself. Coming in at number two. 
the Chrysler Town & Country. And the reason we picked this as such a good pet-friendly vehicle is because we love the Parkview rear backup camera. And this is important because we hear about these stories where owners hop into the car, they want to run down to the 7-Eleven real fast, and they're kind of in a hurry, and they don't see the dog laying behind the car. Or the dog's trying to get in the car and running around, and you don't see him. And our number one pick is the Dodge Journey. And we say this because it has the storage bins, the uh, flip and stow front passenger seat as a concealed storage bin and chill zone where you can keep something cold. Wow. It also has these... Uh, Oh, the mats that you can take out. It's all cleanable, you know. And mm-hmm. when you have a dog in there, you take them to the park, let's say, on a, a muddy day, and they get back in the car. You want to be able to clean that <laughs> stuff. So that's why we picked the Dodge Journey. And we decided we wanted to get Ralph Shields. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He's the president and CEO of Dodge Brand Chrysler Group on the phone with us. Hi, Ralph. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Doing okay. How did I do with your last name there? Very good, actually. Is that French? Yes. It's uh, Haitian American, actually. So we picked the Dodge Journey and the Chrysler Town and Country. They top our list. And I got to ask you, did you design the cars to be pet friendly or did it just happen that way? It's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. We have some pet owners on staff. So we get these anecdotal comments from their adventures on the weekend and, and frustrations and uh, kind of a common denominator in most of the non-kid traveling type needs of storage. That seems to be something that people can never get enough of. So it's a bit, I would say it happened on accident, but we did get some input from pet lovers, which I am myself. I have two dogs myself. What kind of dogs do you have? I have a Habanese um, and a, uh, well, it's a mix actually of much, but a little white 20-pounder. <laughs> okay. So what kind of car did you drive? Uh, we have a town and country. Is that for the family, too? Yes, it is. We Well, the dogs sit up front, which is kind of strange, in a little <laughs> basket when the kids sit in the back. <laughs> I love the fact that you can take out the liners in the removable, washable liners in the Dodge Journey. Yeah, it's something we, um, it, it, funny, it came from our truck side of the business, which people told us they like soft drinks on camping trips. Yeah. And we've now found this, uh, this, this kind of dead space on the floor of the car and said, well, why not try to use this over and over again? And the, the liners is really cool for that. It also insulate. It does a good job of if someone wanted to have ice to keep perishables on ice for uh, What about this blind spot monitoring system that you have in the, uh, it's in the town and country. That's your car, isn't it? Yes. It, it works really well. The way it works is um, two ways. You can make an audible sound to let you know if you put a turn signal on that someone's in your blind spot. Wow. And the little, a little orange triangle shows up on your mirror letting you know there's something there. And everyone that's experienced it loves it. They're like, wow, why didn't they think of this 10 years ago? <laughs> I want one. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we appreciate uh, you joining us today, and we're very proud to have you guys on the top of our list this year. Thank you. We, it's, a, it's a much appreciated uh, accolade. <laughs> Ralph Gilles joining us, President and CEO of Dodge Brand Chrysler Group. Now, if you want to see the entire list of all the cars that made the list, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Live from the Gift for Life studios in Los Angeles, this is Animal Radio. Here's your dream team. Dr. Debbie, Joey Villani, Joy Turner, Bobby Hill, Vinnie Penn, and Susan Sims. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Wait a second. Don't forget about the studio dog and the studio cat, Ladybug and Boo. Can't we get them into the uh, new intro here at the Gift yeah. for Life Studios? Yeah. I love it. Dr. Debbie, you left your uh, rubber glove in the studio last week. You've been playing with it. Yeah. (laughs) We have all sorts of fun things at our disposal in veterinary practice. I bet you do. 
pop and zits. We love all sorts of fun, crazy things. And smells. But you know what I saw in the Journal of Veterinary Medicine? I think that's the name of it. This last week, they say omega-3 and fatty acids now are very effective for osteoporosis with canines. I thought they have already knew that a long time ago, but apparently a brand new press release from the... Oh, I'm sorry. The you know, AVMA. they're finding... Yeah. yeah, they're finding that omega threes and the fish oils—they're helpful with a lot of conditions. So you know, some of this stuff has got good nutritional science there. So hey, now would you recommend everyone goes out and gets this stuff now, or should it be a regular stuff in their diet, or should they have some kind of problem or symptom first before getting? Well, hey, I would I would always base a decision on giving your pet a medication or a supplement based on if there's a need. Um, I'm not a real fan of just giving things to give them, um, but you know, if we're having a valid problem, a skin related issue. Um, joint disease, things like that, then it could be a very good outlet to go. And, you know, the cautions we have with supplements are, you know, be wise, um, and we would look for good quality products. And, you know, we we want to preferably kind of watch the mercury levels when it comes to fish oils. So wow. there should be some statement to that um, about mercury levels in that. Um, so and that's where you can get some real cheap stuff. Um, and I hate to say from foreign countries or China, but um, that is something we do want to be aware of. Now, your veterinarian will probably have a recommendation on uh, what brand to get. If you... Absolutely. It's something that, you know, there's so many oodles of different companies out yeah. there, and that's part of the problem. So, yeah, talk to your veterinarian what you have in your area and what is uh, good, solid in, in their opinion. There. And then, of course, you got to start with a good food, not like that guy we just spoke to a few minutes ago. Gravy train, and then you put the supplement on top yeah. of the gravy train. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, core is the good diet at the very basics. So. You probably wouldn't even need the supplement if they had a good uh, diet to begin with. Perhaps, yeah. And there's always, you know, health problems, skin conditions that come on beyond that. But that's where we go to the basics. I see Massachusetts now. It is illegal to debark your dog. This is great legislation. I can't believe that it actually was still legal. Yeah. Are, are there other barbaric. states where it must be other You know what, though? I'm going to have to stop here. And I, I have a, a professional objection. Uh-oh. Not so much the debarking thing here. Okay. But professionally, I'm opposed to a politician telling me in practice what I can and can't do. Is this a procedure you've ever done? No. I don't do it. But Um, you just don't want to be told what to do. Exactly. And because I think that's, you know, big government coming in and telling different organizations, different professions, what you can and can't do um, Uh is not the route to go about this. And I think the route is to go through the different veterinary organizations. This procedure... Is it done uh, usually by veterinarians, and what actually happens? They cut the vocal cords, they snip it, what happens? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, either the incision is made on the outside of the neck area, or they go through the throat and, and basically remove parts of that vocal cord. And, you know, it's not a, a foolproof surgery, so dogs can have this, and if, if they're not in the right follow-up aftercare, they can still bark, and it, it doesn't do any good. So um, we always look at training, training, training first, always go back to training as the basic there. Okay. Animal communicator Joy Turner is here. Joy, you ready to go back to the phones? I am. Hi, Amy. How are you? Pretty well, thank you. Where are you today? In Texas, San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful San Antonio. I was conceived there. But that's another story oh, for another time. Thanks, Hal. Too much information here. You're on with Joy. Hi, Joy. Hey, I have a question. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting, though, but my, my the dog I have a question about just came over here to me. His name is Chip, and he's a wiener dog. He... When it's time for him, you might be able to tune in to him now. He's just sitting here. But anyway, when throughout the day, sometimes, usually when it's close to meal times, he'll sit there and he'll just shake. I mean, I know he doesn't have he doesn't have a um, diabetes or anything like that. He doesn't. He's not chilly. He's not in pain. 
why does this dog just sit there and shiver? And then I had another question about him, about his hearing. If you okay, can, well, I mean, that, I can just include that. I think he's losing his hearing, but can he hear anything? Can he, I mean, he responds a little bit, but, I mean, is this just because of a medical problem? Like, like I mean, something that can be corrected, or is it because he's probably about 11 years old? Um, first of all, he wants you to know that he's not sure he likes the title wiener dog. <laughs> so you might want to consider calling him something else. He's a masculine dachshund. Yes. Family dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, something like that. He says that... His, and he's showing me how his ears feel. His ears um, feel like they have a lot of pressure in them, and he's not hearing as well as he might be hearing. So he wants you to not get too upset if he's not responding all that well. I don't get upset with him at all. I understand, and, and no problem. I don't and get upset with him at all for that. He says as far as the shaking before food, it's the anticipation. He's just excited about it and yes. happy that it's going <sighs> to... Yes. So, I mean, he knows what time it is before I know what time it is, man. He said, well, of course, he thinks he has a much better internal clock than you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's totally pleased with that, but he's wishing that when you see him, you would up the time and feed him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I bet you, yeah, you're probably right with that, because I mean, he's out there, you know, about an hour ahead of time. Yeah, he says he really likes this food, and he figures it takes you about an hour to figure out you're supposed to come feed him. <laughs> Okay. So that's why he starts out early. But you think the hearing thing could be like a blockage or anything? Or When I'm feeling his ears, you might have them checked on, but it, it feels like it's more in the inner ear. Mm-hmm. Typically, when I felt these kinds of things before, it is because of something to do with a hearing loss, typically age-related. It could be illness, too. I know sometimes certain types of illnesses can cause hearing loss, but he doesn't feel like he's sick. He feels like he's a, a well dog. Good. That's good. Yeah. Do you, do you have any time to tell me anything? He was rescued at age of five. Anything about his, his past? Because I don't know anything about it. Well, I, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll put you okay. both off the air here. By the way, I wanted to mention, if you missed any part of today's show, you can download the podcast from the website after it airs across the country on animalradio.com. Head on over there as well as you can get discounts, uh, all kinds of good things. Animalradio.com. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five is our number. It's open all week long. We have an answering machine there if we're not in the studio. If you have a question, you don't want to come on the air, but you want to talk to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani or to Bobby Hill or to Animal Communicator Joey Turner, we're all here during the week. You can also email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. All that information up there at the website. Have yourself a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye now. This is Animal Radio Network.